0: Super Bowl, and hopefully not too long. Welcome to the Doghouse. Your inside look at the Cleveland Browns' Andy McNamara alongside Matt Florjancik. It is Super Bowl edition of the show. And Matt, hey, you know what, man? The way this season ended for the Browns, boy, uh, you, you never know in this league, of course. You never know. But the future to get to the Super Bowl is brightest really since Bernie Kosar was the quarterback, isn't it?
1: No doubt about it, buddy. Uh, it definitely looks bright. Hopefully, we're we're talking about the Browns making it to this point in the season in a not too distant future. Oh man! And uh, we'll we'll be uh, we'll be on cloud
0: nine the the oh. whole
1: two weeks leading up to it. We might have to do daily shows just to calm the nerves oh. down.
0: <laughs> I, 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 Matt, I, I, I'll be a mess. I'm, I'm not going I'll be a basket case. I'm probably gonna take the week off of work <laughs> if they do that. I'll just be a mess just, like, snapping at people, just, like, crying, laughing, all just just an emotional just just destroyed. But I want that to happen. Let's see. Let's get this thing.
1: Well, you're, you're, you're definitely coming down to Cleveland to be in this atmosphere. Oh, hey, if you're oh, not going to be at the game, you're going to be in this town.
0: You know what? Honestly, and I'd be interested to hear what our, our listeners think of this, at Andy MC, do you one on Twitter, at Matt Floor instagram as well i at Andy think Andy i know sports. where you're going with this yeah <laughs> at matt flow sports where would you rather be if the browns are in the super bowl at the super bowl or in cleveland for me matt 100 i'd rather be at cleveland i would take this if someone gave me a super bowl ticket for when the browns are there i'd take it i'd sell it and then you know i'd be staying in a suite at uh, one of the fine hotel establishments in cleveland but i want to be with the fans Super Bowl, there's there's not all the fans. It's all hype and all that and and super fun, I'm sure. But, like, I want to be in the heart of it when the Browns are there. Yeah, I I don't even –
1: I can't even go there to the point where I could imagine what the the city would be like if the Browns were in the Super Bowl. I saw it with the Cavs in 2016 when they won the World Championship, and – I think 1.3 million fans would probably try and meet the Browns at the airport <laughs> rather than show up to the parade. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I can't even fathom what that couple of weeks would be like. I, I, I certainly want to experience it, but I still, I, I just haven't let myself oh, go to that point yet to be like, "Damn, how fun could this be?"
0: Oh, <laughs> how fun could it be, man? Well, hopefully, hopefully not too. Long from now, we'll be having this conversation in a Super Bowl preview show with the Browns in it. Uh, we're going to get to some prop bets on the show. Have some fun today uh, as well. And, Matt, tee it up for at the end of the show. You, you had a, an interview we're going to play.
1: Yeah. Uh, I was fortunate enough to cover Anthony Hitchens uh, while he was at Lorraine Clearview High School. Anthony has gone on to play linebacker uh, first at the University of Iowa and the Dallas Cowboys, but for the last few years. He's been with the Kansas City Chiefs. He served as a defensive captain in their Super Bowl uh, appearance last year. Uh, So he's a one-time Super Bowl champion, and he's looking to make it two straight. And I had the chance to catch up with his former coach, Mike Collier, uh, recently about Anthony and just the pride that the community has for Anthony and also just how cool it is to see from a little school in Lorain County, Ohio, uh, to see one of their guys go all the way to the biggest stage in football.
0: Nice. Very cool. So we're going to play that interview for you at the end of the show today. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Uh, Matt, before the prop bets with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and uh, we'll make our official prediction in the Kansas City Chiefs, just want to take a look at the Browns' free agency situation, because that's sort of the next step, right? We had the Senior Bowl scouting for the draft, but then step one is going to be taking care of your own free agents, those you want to keep, and then... Heading out to the market and see where you got to improve. So we'll do a, a, a future episode before free and see sort of a stay and go who we want or whatever, but just some notable names, Matt. Um, he's the oldest and he's the one I would, I would say safely that most Browns fans do not want to see this name on the back of, of a Cleveland Jersey next year. Andrew Sendejo, 34 years young. Get the blank out of here, pal. Get out. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I don't want him back, please.
1: Yeah, I don't think that I, I I don't know that that needs any further Woo. you know discussion on that one. I think we we both know that we we've, we've been very critical of Andrew and his play. He did step up and make a few plays every once in a while, but uh, those good moments uh, didn't seem to be as common as the "what the hell were you thinking?" No.
0: moments. Matt, that guy got paid two point two five million dollars. What a country what a country 2.25 million wow that's boy good on him I'll never I'll never blame anyone for making their money okay uh, next oldest Malcolm Smith uh, outside linebacker brought him partway through the year 32 years old like as a fill-in when the Browns had injuries like he was fine it's you know what I mean like I feel that's a type of guy that if you keep him as depth okay but you can get you can find another Malcolm Smith. That doesn't seem to really be anything too special from my standpoint. What do you think?
1: Uh, with the way that their linebacker situation was, I actually think that if they keep him, that's a good thing. So I would lean more towards the to the stay rather than the go.
0: I guess it depends too, like what what the plan is. For linebacker for this team uh, is is the plan to attack in free agency, the draft, both, and that of course sort of handles that. Uh, next after that, and this is a guy who really had a good second half of the year, terrible Achilles injury to end it. Olivier Vernon, 31 years old, Matt ruptured Achilles at that age, and he was you know I, I don't think he was going to be back on the team anyway, uh, but definitely not now, right? Like he he finished off making 11 million bucks and at 31. He popped a little bit and stepped up, so good on him. But eh, that—that—that's coming back from an injury at that age. Yeah, again, I'm not too interested in that.
1: Yeah, that uh, one's—that's a tough sell. Uh, I would—I would pass on that. I would uh, just—I would let him see if he could get one more contract, but not with me.
0: No, no, like you know, coming back. Who knows? And it's so late in the year; like he might miss all of next year or most of it. Who knows, right? So right. With that type of injury, so he might be out and, and entering his year thirty-three, one coming back, which would be really tough. Um, Kevin Johnson, kind of brought in uh, one of the the several guys who were on those one-year prove-it contracts that the Browns did to sort of fill out that you know linebacker, cor- corner, secondary type of thing. Johnson, he was sort of banged up. Uh, you paid him three and a half million bucks. Twenty-nine years old. Like he didn't do anything special to me to stick around. I, I think that's that's money you could probably like, uh, to me, I would rather try to find somebody else who maybe it could be a one-year deal. Like Kevin Johnson, I don't know. Even when he was there, like he was again, he was, eh, uh, if I was to describe it, kind of a, a meh type of year for him.
1: Yeah, I guess it depends on what they plan on doing with the secondary with the because position, yeah. the, they learned the hard way that depth is, Ooh. is very important. And, uh, there were times where he was pressed in the service and put in a bad spots, but he didn't... It, it wasn't like he completely got blown off the field, which I think, given the set of circumstances that the Browns are dealing with defensively, I think that was impressive. But if they can go, get younger at the position, that would be extremely helpful because yes. they they have a bunch of guys that are young, but none of them are real durable. Mm-hmm. They have oh, to yeah. get younger, and they have to get more durable if they want to have the secondary that they think they could have.
0: Well, And what you're talking about, of course, is Greedy Williams who had that shoulder nerve damage. He's expected back. GM Andrew Barry sounded he expected him back, and Grant Delpit should be back from the Achilles fine. Um, and, and really, this was a redshirt year for him. Didn't play. So you get Delpit as a rookie. Um, Terrence Mitchell, that's another free agent. That's somebody I would try to link up again. Like Money Mitch, he's He's been versatile. Like he's been had to pop on the outside sometimes in the nickel. Like he's somebody. Like he's not going to make a Pro Bowl, but I I would want to keep him around and Carl Joseph as well, Matt. That dude impressed me. You got him two and a half million bucks. You got that dude made just two hundred fifty thousand more dollars than Andrew Andrew Sandejo. That's that's a heck of a deal.
1: Yeah, I would keep both of those guys. I think they're probably gonna both want a little bump in pay. That's fine. Um, the Browns aren't in a ba- bad salary cap space yet, so if they can get those guys back on a reasonable contract, I would definitely do those deals in a heartbeat.
0: I think you do it sort of one of those like two or three year deals where it's the guaranteed money year one or two, and then you can get out of it, you know, because they're then they'd be pushing thirty. I think that's totally fine, and you'd be in good salary cap space then as well. Um, other notables, Larry Ogunjobi, defensive tackle, 27, drafted by the Browns, and Rashard Higgins. Larry, from the comments, Matt, from what I heard, it sounds like he's ready to test free agency. I hope they bring back Hollywood Higgins, man. You got the dude, 910000 bucks. I bet you. You know, you sign him to ink him to a three-year deal, pay him two and a half mil each year or something, feed the guy a little bit, and keep him on this team. He's just, for whatever reason, he is just a glue piece that you need on this club.
1: Yeah, when he's not doing stupid things like drag racing a teammate uh, um, oh. the week of the AFC Divisional Playoff game. Yeah, he's a great teammate. He was trying um, to run COVID. He's a guy that, uh, yeah, during a pandemic as well. So maybe that helps kind of drive down his asking price a little bit. But, I mean, he is a security blanket for your quarterback. Your quarterback has had a comfort level with him since day one. And that's not an easy thing as we've seen. Uh, they've had two years to work in Odell and they still can't find it. But Higgins comes in basically off the scrap heap. Yeah. Uh, hadn't practiced much, hadn't played at all, and then just balls out. I would put I would put the highest priority on signing him to a reasonable extension. Uh, Ogan Joby I don't think is coming back. No. Nah. Based off of his comments, I think he's looking to get paid, which he should, and he's gonna be one of those vet young vets that gets a bad team like the Browns used to have mm. to do to pay up for him. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's what we're looking at with yeah. this situation. I don't envision him being back, which is a shame right. because they need help in the defensive on the defensive line and that's just another body that they'd have to replace, but uh yeah, I think we've uh, seen the last of him in orange and brown.
0: We have to remember, too, though, you are getting back. Who is the Bengals guy who sat out because of COVID? Andrew Billings, is it? The defensive tackle from Cincinnati?
1: I believe so,
2: yeah. yeah.
0: So you get him back, and he was a nice rotational guy. Again, you add uh, rotation pieces. In the, essentially, folks, like we're looking at, with the Browns being good, you're going to lose some good players along the way. And if I got to lose one of the good players, Larry, I think, is replaceable. Again, perfect world, you keep him? Yeah. But you can't keep them all. Um, so, you know, that's that's one spot where uh, you sort of miss him. And, Matt, I have a feeling our guy Cody Parkey, free agent. Oh, Cody's going to be coming back, isn't he?
1: It's kind of hard to make the argument against it.
0: <laughs> I can.
1: <laughs> well, you can, but the, the guys that they have brought in after him haven't oh. done the job to your satisfaction either. No. so I mean,
0: no, I asked so much, it, just make Gre-
1: Greg Joseph is not on your Christmas card list. Austin Seibert yeah. is not allowed in your country nope. based off of your uh, nope your your feelings towards him. Nope. So yeah, I, I I think I think we're going to have to. I mean, they'll bring in somebody to compete with him, but, Boy. Uh, but he wasn't altogether that bad. And some of his issues came later in the season after you know. Uh, circumstances that were not his fault that extended those kicks to be longer than they should have, i.e. my one of my favorite players, Jarvis Landry, getting a taunting penalty in the Giants game. So I'm not hanging all of those misses on him, but he did have some issues this year that he has to get worked out.
0: When it is a clutch situation, I don't trust him. I just think that's his. That's until he proves people wrong when it's on the line. Liv, you're up by 20, and it's uh, November. Cool, Cody's making the thirty yard kick. It, 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 like God, if if you're deep in the playoffs and you didn't even make a kick, he's still double doink. That's that's you know, but yeah, you're right, the other guys didn't do it either. That's on the management. That's on management. You gotta get you gotta try to get a kicker. Maybe it's that Matt McCrane or McGrain, whatever his name is, the other practice squad kicker can do something. So uh who knows? But yeah, we'll we'll do a deep dive into the Browns free agent situation. A lot of pieces there to work through and those guys who leave, number one, you've gotta be looking at a compliment to Miles Garrett. You got to get deeper again at the cornerback. Like, like really, Matt, this whole draft and free agent process should all be about defense. I honestly don't think you need anything on offense. Like, maybe in the draft, if you get a, sort of a speed guy to sort of try to stretch the field more, um, to try to diversify that, like a real zipper to, that Baker can launch it to to spread out defenses, I could dig that. Other than that, you know, I, I think you just got to be focusing on defense to help take the team to the next level.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Uh, defense is definitely the the key thing to address this off season. Uh, the only thing I would say offensively that they need to do, um, and I'm saying this partially with my head and partially with my heart, they need to get an extension to Nick Chubb. They yeah, need they to keep Nick Chubb. Yeah. yeah. Unless they yeah. plan on franchising him next year, uh, that is a guy that is an absolute glue piece. You, you talk about Higgins being a glue guy. I think Chubb is right up there with him. You have to keep that guy Uh, long-term. Analytics would say you don't invest that kind of money in a running back, but I think he more than passes the eye test. He ran for over 1,000 yards in 12 games, and most of those yards came on a knee that was injured earlier in the year. So, yeah, yeah, that that would be my one concern on offense. Um, But other than that, I'd be worried more all about the defense.
0: Yeah. Nick, Club's, Nick Chubb is a glue guy. Actually, folks, too, I got to interview to Ernest Johnson uh, earlier in the week. Great story. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's up on Dogs by Nature on SB Nation and on my Twitter at AndyMC81, so you can check out that as well. Uh, Matt, let's get to some Super Bowl profits here, buddy. Let's, let's do it. We got Chiefs. We got Buccaneers. Before we get to our game picks, here are a couple of the fun ones. So you got, how long will it take Eric Church to sing the U.S. National Anthem at the Super Bowl? Over, under is set, depending on the book you look at, at a minute 57. You're taking the over or the under? Over is the favorite.
1: Based off of his tour history and how he got thrown off a tour with Rascal Flatts for playing too long as an
0: opening (laughs) act,
1: I'm going to take the over on that
0: one. (laughs) I didn't know that. I was going to take over anyway, but that's extra. That's good. Insider tip from Matt Flick. That's
1: legit, that he did actually get tossed off a tour because he played too long.
0: Wow. Okay, so, yeah, definitely the over. Now, here's an interesting one. Will any scoring drive during the game take less time than it takes to sing the national anthem? So, if you look at sort of like that two-minute mark or slightly above, will any scoring drive take less I think, Matt, yes, because we see the, the quick-strike ability for either team. Like, it, you, you could toss up a bomb, if you're Mahomes, to Tyreek Hill that takes 14 seconds, and you could do the same thing Brady to Mike Evans or Chris Godwin.
1: Yep, I would take it as well. I think that will actually happen, uh, that a touchdown will take less time to score than the National Anthem does to get sung.
0: I like that. Uh, what color Gatorade will be dumped on the winning head coach? Note... Last year, Chiefs head coach Andy Reid had orange Gatorade dumped on him. So orange is the favorite as the repeat. But you can pick red, blue, purple, you know. Both teams have red in it. Maybe red's the safe bet.
1: Uh, I would say red is probably your safest bet, just my opinion.
0: Yeah. So you know what? And and you get better odds on it with orange being the favorite. So I would say red, too. Here's a weird one. You can even bet on the color of the commentators' ties. So play-by-play man Jim Nance and former Dallas Cowboys quarterback Tony Romo, blue as the primary color is the favorite for both broadcasters. So blue is the favorite as the primary color in the tie. Here's what I think. Romo with blue because he's going to want to strut his Cowboy stuff. I think Nance goes red, and it's sort of like that American red, you know, little red, white, and blue type of deal. So I think Nance, the primary color, is red, which gives you better odds, and blue for Romo I think is – I think that's pretty safe.
1: I think blue is safe for Tony Romo. I'm going to go on the – off the reservation on Nance. I'm going to say yellow. Yellow. He seems like a guy that could rock a yellow tie on the biggest sports day of the year and make it look stylish. He
0: could. He could. Now he's—I uh, wonder too. His wife is uh, from Ohio, and his, his uh, in-laws are Browns fans. I wonder if maybe he gives a little, you know, maybe a little orange, a little nod to the, you know, Cleveland folk. I don't know. Might be maybe a, might be interesting. Who knows? A little orange or brown. Who thought we'd be analyzing uh, tie colors? But uh, yeah, you can bet on it. Um, if it, the weekend is playing the Super Bowl, Canada's own the weekend playing the halftime show, so you can bet on stuff like which song they'll perform first, who's now here. Here's one, Matt who's likely to perform with them because you know somebody always jumps on stage right with the whoever the performer is and does whatever so drake is the favorite at 4 to 1 ariana grande is next and how about this some sports books are even taking bets on michael jackson's hologram so you can bet on mj's oh. hologram right and here, here's the money it's plus 60 it's plus 1500 so if you put 100 bucks down you win 1600 if Michael Jackson's hologram appears. I think I might do ooh, that. See, I was I was going to go with Drake because of the Canada thing, but
1: and, and that was even before you listed who, who who the odds favored. But that Michael Jackson one is intriguing, right? my man. That one. Think about ooh, pandemic. I don't know, that's hard to beat. I would as a long shot, that's yeah. probably not as long of a shot as you think. I might take that bet.
0: Because think about it. You're, you're in a pandemic. You don't want people traveling, entourages and all that. Little hologram, right? Not bad. Just just saying, if you're going to put some money down. Uh, last one we'll do here. Who will the Super Bowl MVP thank first? So teammates is the favorite at plus 250, followed by fans or the city, thanking God is next, family or family members after that, healthcare workers, they'll be in the stands. After that, the owner, and then plus seventy five hundred for the field. So if they're gonna go in a different direction outside of those options, so really you got to think of okay, who who's gonna get the MVP? Who is it gonna be? And yeah. then who are they most likely to thank, right?
1: Uh, okay. So if if you think it's going to be Tom Brady, I, I would think
0: who's he thanked in the past? You'd you probably want to. You
1: you would probably want to go with
0: uh,
1: I would say his teammates. Yeah, if it's Patrick Mahomes, I would go the the man or woman upstairs, because uh, Patrick seems like that kind of like good, God fearing type of guy guy hmm. from Texas. You know, just a, a just a true southern guy. So uh, you don't see it often come out in him because he's usually a pretty cool cat, but every
0: once in a while you see that little southern boy poke out. So
1: <laughs> I would say for him, it would it, it would be it would be the Lord.
0: You know you know what I want to go back and actually watch like think about it. you got a, a big body of work from Tom Brady when it comes to Super Bowls. So like look at all his Super Bowl MVPs. Who does he thank? Is it always the same? And who did Patrick Mahomes thank next year? For a little bit of research, like if Tom Brady. I forget how many Super Bowl MVPs he's won, but whatever. Let's say three or something. If he always thinks the same type of person, you know, that that, that, that might be the safe the safe bet. And same with Mahomes. I don't know who he thanked last year. So you know, do a little research, put some coin down, have some fun with it. Do a little prop bets for your for your friends, for your people, whatever. Um, Matt, official prediction: Bucks, Chiefs. Who you got? Three and a half point spread favored are the Chiefs.
1: I want so badly to pick the Chiefs because they have a lot of Cleveland connections. But if it's one thing I've learned over my career as a sports reporter, betting against Tom Brady in the biggest game of the year is never a good idea. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to pick the
0: Buccaneers.
1: And I'm going to say that they win 26-21.
0: And you know what? Low scoring. It's not an NFC East team. Tom can't beat NFC East teams in the Super Bowl, and I was in the NFC, so he doesn't have to worry about it. So it's perfect. Um, I think I think the Buccaneers as well, Matt. I do. I think t- I was going 32-28 bucks, um, and Brady wins the MVP. I just think it's like it's going to be a stick it to Belichick in New England. It's just going to be like the haters, or it's going to be, like, oh you know, like one more one more thing where he can hang his hat on as being the greatest of all time. And uh, you know what? I I think this. I hope this is truly, truly close and a pick'em, and that we don't see like a stupid like 10 game. Like at least air it out a little bit, right?
1: Yeah, I, I don't I don't see it being a you know fistfight in a phone booth, if you will, with it being just two two running attacks, no. just trying to pound it in between the tackles. Running
0: attacks, are uh, very good. not
1: with these two quarterbacks. I think they're going to try to get down the field with the weapons that they have. I mean, you look at the the receivers that are going to be on the field man. for this game. Oh, there there is pro bowlers. Uh, there are pro bowlers everywhere, man. I mean, it's just a, there, there's a lot going on, and I think both quarterbacks are going to let it
0: loose. Oh, man. Yeah. I, it's not predicated around the run. They, they don't – it's it's very much an afterthought for the most part, so we'll see if that holds true. Uh, Matt, tee up the interview one more time, then we'll finish the show off on that.
1: Yeah, I uh, had an opportunity uh, last week to catch up with Lorraine Clearview High School football coach Mike Collier. Uh, Collier was the high school coach uh, of Anthony Hitchens. He was one of the star linebackers for the Kansas City Chiefs, a guy who came from a very hard background um, to end up being the defensive captain for the Chiefs going into the Super Bowl last year. So, yeah, the opportunity uh, allowed it. To to catch up with Coach Collier and he was more than gracious uh, to grant his time to talk about one of his uh, probably most famous alumni.
0: Awesome. So we will let you hear that to finish off the show. Uh, Matt and I will be back with another doghouse uh, closer to uh, when we have pro days, free agency and all that and keep you up to date on all things Brown. So follow us on Twitter at AndyMCD1 at Matt Florjantik. But otherwise, enjoy the interview folks and enjoy the Super Bowl. Uh, first of all, Coach Collier, what does it mean to Clearview to have a guy
2: like
3: Anthony, who's not only made it to the league, but now is getting set to play in his second straight Super Bowl. Uh, obviously, our whole community is very proud of him. I think you take a look around and see the pride rock up front. It's, it's painted and, and red and got the 53 on there. So, you know, we obviously are very proud of him. The banner up, up here in our gym shows that just the pride that we have for, for everything he's accomplished. When you were coaching
2: him, you obviously knew he had the skill level to play it in the college. But then, as you watched him develop, are, are you at all surprised that he's done what he's done?
3: Uh, you know, people have asked me that many times, and I, I think we all knew he was special. But to think, uh, you know, it's such a low percentage of, of people that actually make it to the NFL, and to do what he has done and, and the success he's had at that level is just—it's pretty amazing. I mean, uh, it's—it's—it's it's, it's just unfathomable that, that a kid. You know who was really not recruited until the last minute you know Um, obviously had great success at Iowa but uh, just uh, how hard he works and what a great teammate he is I mean that's why he's a captain of of his football team.
2: How cool was it to see him not only play in the game last year but make some plays and to be their one of their captains for the game?
3: Yeah he is he's that's just the type of person he is he's always cared about the guys around him and he's elevated their play Um, you know we see it across the board in the NFL. Those are the guys that have success, and you hear a lot about Tom Brady and how he elevates the, the people around him. Well, Anthony does the same thing on the defensive side of the ball, and, and you know I don't think that defense gets enough credit for all the weapons they have on offense. But uh, he's he's a special player, and I'm sure he's going to be uh, ready to go for a Super Bowl. Do you have to pinch yourself sometimes
2: when you see this guy take the field?
3: Yeah, it is it, it still it still feels un, unreal you know when you watch it but uh, you know if anyone ever deserved it, it's him because he is he's pushed himself to a limit. he worked hard. he's made sacrifices all the way along the way and he's just he comes from a great family and uh, just gets gets what it takes to be successful.
2: He has by far not had an easy road to get to this point. Football aside, just the man that he's become, the journey that he's been on. I mean, what does that, what does that say about him? And then, how much of a blessing is it that you can go into your locker room and use him as an example? Of this is what you can do when you put your mind to it.
3: Yeah, we talk, we talk about him all the time to the kids. He was, he's such a great role model. Just the, the family man that he is, the 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 work ethic that he put forth, and. Was never a me guy, you know, he had a lot of talent, was a Golden Helmet winner here in Lorraine County, but you would never know it, walking the halls. Uh, he was always a guy that uh, wanted to, you know, talk to people that, you know, the, the, the freshmen coming up or little kids that just watch the game. Uh, he cared about the community, he cares about the people around him, and, and nothing's changed. He just continues to grow, and, and what, a, what a man he's become. You still keep in touch with Anthony? Yeah, we, we try to keep in touch. Nice. You know?